0: She's so stale in here Everybody's running scared We
1: used to be so carefree we Used to be so happy Used to have everything we need
2: Welcome to Village Mentality, where melanated people are connected in spirit, love, and community. What's up, kings and queens, beautiful people everywhere? It's your girl, C.K. McGee, and I am your host. there beautiful people. How's everyone doing? I pray that you're all doing as well as you can be as always of course. Welcome to another episode of Village Mentality. I'm so glad to have you all here with me in the village and you're welcome to join me each and every Wednesday evening at 6pm Eastern Standard Time. And I'd also like to give a very warm welcome to those of you who may be tuning in for the very first time. Now if you're looking to see what Village Mentality is all about then you're welcome to catch up on all previous episodes of Village Mentality on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, and The Awakened Lounge. And I also provide links to each episode on both Instagram and Facebook, and I'll be more than happy to share those with you at the end of the show. But thanks again to all of you for joining. As a mental health and wellness advocate with lived experience with mental health conditions, each week I'll be talking about different topics that could impact our mental health. And I'm particularly focused on BIPOC communities because, well, I mean, as an African-American woman, I am extremely concerned about communities of color and their mental health. When I refer to BIPOC, for those of you who may not be aware of what that represents, BIPOC refers to people who identify as Black, Indigenous, and people of color, which consists of the Latino community as well as Asian American Pacific Islanders. Now, I'm looking for that portion of the word BIPOC to somehow evolve into something that identifies, you know, these communities a little more specifically. As I've mentioned to you before, Village, you know, terminology language it's always changing it's always evolving so for now we'll stick with BIPOC until we know better right now at least you understand what that acronym means and it should also be understood that within that acronym are many many different communities along with many different languages customs traditions culture all right now the truth is As far as mental health is concerned, it really doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, because we can all be impacted. And that's something that we all must know and understand. We may not all have mental illness, right? But we do all have mental health and we need to make sure that we're taking care of it. The purpose of this podcast is to bring awareness to the many different ways in which our mental health can be affected showing that poor mental health outcomes are not always caused by chemical imbalance, but it can also be because of various stressors or trauma or circumstances that we all face from time to time in our lives. Through education and advocacy by individuals like myself who have lived experience, whether it's with mental health conditions or with substance use, the hope is that we'll be able to show up in more effective ways to support those around us that may be suffering. Through my advocacy, I'm working to destigmatize mental illness and to normalize the facilitation of conversations around our mental health. Now the stigma of mental illness and conversations about mental health, they are much more difficult for marginalized and intersectional groups, and it interferes at times with our ability to take care of our mental health as we should. I am a huge fan, huge proponent of self-care, beautiful people. And you know that if you've listened to this podcast, I'm always talking about how self-care is a very important tool, right? And I talk about it quite frequently because I'm still concerned, even to this very moment, that you're not understanding just how significant practicing self-care is and how important it can be in your life. All right. Because when you're someone who's constantly pouring into others, right, that's pretty pretty much your job and your responsibility in the world. You have to think there must be a way to replenish all that energy that you're pouring out into the world. And there are many different ways that we can practice self-care. It's not just bubble baths and chocolate, beautiful people. All right. I mean, that's nice and everything, but that's not all there is to it. And when you're talking about self-care, It's really important that we view it holistically, right? Because the benefits of learning to take care of ourselves, well, it extends beyond us. And it has such a positive impact on those whom we encounter. Now, for someone who has been in crisis or is in crisis currently, you may be experiencing emotional distress, self-care. It's going to be the furthest thing from your mind. And I get it. I really do. Because in all true self-care, it's not something that you just do automatically. It's something that we grow into, all right? And especially when we've been in crisis. But what's important about it is that when we begin the process of learning how to identify the things that we need to do in order to take better care of ourselves, not only do you feel good, but you'll be able to show up for others more effectively. And so I'm noticing in the spirit of self-care, beautiful people, I will share this with you. I have been feeling exhausted, right? Exhausted. I hold space for a lot of people and I cherish those opportunities. It is indeed an honor and a privilege for me to be able to hold space for all of those whom I am supporting currently. The thing of it is, is that even I Missy in the community they call me Missy but even me CK I have to like think about me and how to take care of myself so that I can continue being there for all those who are looking you know for support from me right and I'm grateful to all of those of you who approach me and you're so kind to consider me you always want to know that I'm taking care of myself thank you so much for reminding me and that's what a village does right we're always here for one another you constantly are giving and giving and giving and sometimes you're the last person that you think about if you think about yourself at all so it's really wonderful when you have people who are considering you as well Now, we have to understand that self-care, it is for everyone. And we need to know that it's about self-preservation, kings and queens. If we think about everything that we do, everything that we care for, that we take care of, that matters to us in our lives, right? Then we have to recognize it's time for us to stop allowing others, all right, and even ourselves to feel guilty about taking time to take care of ourselves. You know, if you're tired and you just, for instance, need to go home and take a nap then go home and take a nap. If you've been at the office all day and you've been behind a desk and you just need to get some air, go outside and get some air. We have to be better at taking care of ourselves and not feeling guilty about doing it, right? Self-care, it helps to rejuvenate our spirits and souls so that we can continue to be the fantabulous, and I do mean fantabulous, kings and queens that we most definitely are. And I'll be right here to remind us of that fact Every single chance I get. You dig? Now, if you've also heard the show before, then you know this fact too, but there's going to be plenty of music. Now, you all know that I love all kinds of music, and I don't mind sharing my love of music with you, Village. So this evening, we will be listening to the Queens of Soft Rock. Mm hmm. The Queens of Soft Rock. So I hope that you will sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, without further ado, I believe that it's time for me to take my first walk of the evening to my musical jukebox. Our first song, Beautiful People, reached number 51 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and number 10 on the adult contemporary chart It was certified gold and listed as number 163 on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. Stevie Nicks, with her unforgettable voice, wrote this song and it was performed by British American band Fleetwood Mac. Stevie said that she wrote the song while contemplating going back to school or continuing on professionally with guitarist Lindsay Buckingham. She was just 27 years old at the time when she wrote this song, so here she is with Landslide.
3: took my love And I turned around And I saw my reflection In the snow-covered hills Till the landslide brought me down Oh, mirror in the sky What is love? Can the child within my heart Rise above? Can I sail through the changing ocean tide? Covered hills where the landslide will bring down, down. And if you see my
4: reflection in the snow cover, Stay.
2: was The Pretenders from their sixth studio album, Last of the Independents, released in 1994. The song was written by Chrissy Hynde and the songwriting team of Tom Kelly and Billy Steinberg, and it was produced by Ian Stanley. The song is a ballad in which the singer pledges love and faithful assistance to a loved one in times of personal darkness. I'll Stand By You reached the top 20 in several countries, including Australia, Belgium, Canada, Iceland, the United Kingdom, and the United States. It reached number sixteen on the US Billboard Hot One Hundred, number one on Billboard's Modern Rock tra- excuse me, Modern Rock Tracks Chart. Say that three times. And it was also number ten in the UK. Well, Village, you know me. I like to take a little bit of time to talk about some things, whether it be about current events, Entertainment or something that's just on my mind. So, why don't we get into my segment called Let's Talk About It? Beautiful people, today is the International Day of World Indigenous Peoples, right? Also known as World Indigenous Peoples Day. It commemorates the first meeting of the UN Working Group on Indigenous populations back in 1982. Now, this day serves as a powerful reminder of the rights of indigenous peoples and their significant contributions to shaping our world. It is an opportunity to raise awareness and celebrate their achievements. Now there are an estimated 476 million indigenous peoples in the world living across 90 countries. They make up less than 5 percent of the world's population, but they account for 15 percent of the poorest. They speak an overwhelming majority of the world's estimated 7,000 languages and represent 5,000 different cultures. Indigenous peoples are inheritors and practitioners of unique cultures and ways of relating to people and the environment. They have retained social, cultural, economic, and political characteristics that are distinct from those of the dominant societies in which they live. Now, despite their cultural differences, indigenous peoples from around the world share common problems related to the protection of their rights as distinct peoples. Indigenous peoples have sought recognition of their identities, their way of life, and their right to traditional lands, territories, and natural resources for years, okay? Yet, throughout history, their rights have been violated. Indigenous peoples today are arguably among the most disadvantaged and vulnerable groups of people in the world. The international community now recognizes that special measures are required to protect their rights and to maintain their distinct cultures and way of life. Globally, 47% of all Indigenous peoples in employment have no education compared to 17% of their non-Indigenous counterparts. This gap is even wider for women. More than 86% of Indigenous peoples globally work in the informal economy, compared to 66% for their non-Indigenous counterparts. Indigenous peoples are nearly three times as likely to be living in extreme poverty compared to their non-Indigenous counterparts, and at least 40% of the 7,000 languages used worldwide are at some level of endangerment. Indigenous languages are particularly vulnerable because many of them are not taught at school or used in the public sphere. International days such as this one are occasions to educate the public on issues of concern, to mobilize political will, and resources to address global problems, as well as to celebrate and reinforce achievements of Humanity. I hope you all learned something today. Here's to Brighter Days. Kings and Queens, if you have been a regular listener of this podcast, Village Mentality that is, then you know that there is some dedicated time set aside for me... CK to talk about Black history, because it is, after all, American history. Now, trust me when I say that I'm not just sharing this information with you because I want you to learn, but because it's important for me to learn as well. Okay, we're in this thing together. Now, our history is not just about struggle and oppression, as it can sometimes feel, but there are great accomplishments and achievements that need to be acknowledged and celebrated as well. And this next bit of history does just that. So on this day in Black history, August 9th, 1936, Jesse Owens became the first African-American athlete to win four gold medals during the Berlin Summer Olympics. Owens' first wins came on August 3rd when he won the 100-meter sprint event. His second win was in a long jump on August 4th. On August 5th, he won the 200-meter sprint, and on August 9th, he won gold as part of the 4x100-meter relay team. I love that event. Owen's performance struck a symbolic blow to German leader Adolf Hitler's intentions to use the games to promote his ideas of Aryan superiority. Okay, remember? He was superior. That's what he thought. Owens died in Tucson, Arizona, on March 31, 1980, from lung cancer. And also, ladies and gentlemen, on this date in Black history, without question, this singer-actress was one of the most compelling figures of the entertainment world in her era. She was cited as the most celebrated female entertainer of all time, and she was one of the world's best-selling artists, having sold more than 200 million records worldwide in her career. She released six studio albums, one holiday album, and three movie soundtrack albums, all of which have been diamond, multi-platinum, platinum platinum or gold certification. Born on August 9, 1963, Whitney Houston is the only artist to chart seven consecutive number one Billboard Hot 100 hits. Her second studio album, Whitney, was released in 1987 and became the first album by a female artist to debut at number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart. Houston's first acting role was as the star of the 1992 feature film, The Bodyguard, and the film's original soundtrack won the 1994 Grammy Award for Album of the Year. It was a good album. Its lead single, I Will Always Love You became the best selling single by a female artist in music history. And she continued to star in movies and contribute to their soundtracks, including the films Waiting to Exhale in nineteen ninety-five, and The Preacher's Wife, which I love. If you haven't seen that during the holidays or anytime, watch it, cause Senza Washington's in there too. That's my husband. Yes. Okay, at least in my head. And she um, you know, starred in that the following year, so in 1996. Sadly, when Houston died in 2012. I am still devastated to this day. She was found in her hotel room in Beverly Hills, California. The official coroner's report indicated that she had drowned accidentally in her bathtub. News of her death coincided with the 2012 Grammy Awards and led to a worldwide outpouring of grief. And that, beautiful people, is Black History Wednesday. Following several years struggling as a solo artist after divorcing her husband, this album propelled her into becoming a viable solo artist, as well as one of the most marketable crossover singers in the recording industry. It became a worldwide commercial success, earning multi-platinum certifications, and it remains her best-selling album in North America to date. Sadly, we lost this legend and icon just this past May. Here is the incomparable Tina Turner with Private Dancer. <laughs>
0: a husband and some children. Yeah, I guess I want a family. All the men come in these places, and the men are all the same. You don't look at their faces, and you don't ask their names. I'm your private dancer, a dancer for money. Do what you, are you. of our money and any old music will
2: This next song was released by this Canadian singer as the third single from her third studio album, Jagged Little Pill, released in 1995 for six weeks the to track top the Canadian RPM top singles chart. It also reached the top five in Australia, New Zealand and Norway. In the U.S., the song reached number four and it has been her highest charting single on the Billboard Hot 100. The song won the Juno Award for Single of the Year, and it also received two Grammy Award nominations in 1997 for Record of the Year and for Best Short Form Music Video. Here's the very talented Alanis Morissette with her iconic song, Ironic. And when we come back, I will get into today's topic.
5: You won the lottery and died the next day It's a black fly in your chardonnay It's a death row pardon, two minutes too late And isn't it ironic? of life, and isn't it ironic, don't you think, a little too ironic, and yeah, I really do think.
2: Hey, Village. If you listened to last week's episode, you know that I was talking to you about the common signs and symptoms of depression. Well, this week, I'd like to talk with you about the common signs and symptoms of anxiety. Now, depression and anxiety, in case you didn't know, are two of the most prevalent mental health conditions that are experienced by millions of people. Anxiety is a part of life, all right? And it's a normal part of life. But the problem is When it actually begins to impact your daily life and activities, that's when it needs your attention. When you are no longer able to function, okay, in your daily life, if life is disrupted, that could be one of the first signs of an anxiety disorder. Now, again, I'm not a mental health professional, so I'm not here to diagnose. I'm simply sharing important information with all of you so that if there's anyone out there who's listening that may recognize some of these things within yourself, perhaps it could be time for you to consider seeking the support of a mental health professional so that it can be addressed sooner rather than later. Now, anxiety, well... It can be very hard to notice because the symptoms can appear suddenly or they could develop slowly over time. And we all have been anxious at one time or another. And those feelings, well, they tend to usually go away over a short period of time. You know, when you're feeling anxious, right? Those feelings are typically associated with stressful situations or events like a job interview or an exam. Right. Or it could be what we feel in the middle of moving or maybe on a first date like that. That kind of, you know, anxiety is is something that passes. Right. Now, I remember one of my friends when when they were talking about moving, since that's one of the examples I just gave. They said that it was one of the worst things that you can do. (laughs) And I guess moving could be a nightmare if you're not organized. Right. If you're not organized and if you don't have everything in place, it could probably really be a, a, a nightmare. And I'm sure that it can be very stressful. I mean, I've moved a couple of times, Um, but I think it has to do a lot with your preparation, you know, but that can be for some people a very stressful time. An anxiety condition, though, it is more frequent and it's not really going to go away. All right. It may not always be obvious, as to the cause of that anxiety. And again, it may be disruptive to your daily routine. Now, there are several different types of anxiety conditions, and each of them have their own unique symptoms. So I'm going to name some of them for you right now. Uh, The first one is generalized anxiety disorder, or GAD, you know, G-A-D. Now, this is when someone feels anxious most of the time. The constant worrying can make it difficult to work or to be around friends or family, okay? Or there could be a panic disorder. Panic attacks are intense, overwhelming, and often uncontrollable feelings of anxiety. Now, some of the physical symptoms can include trouble breathing, chest pain, dizziness, and sweating. If someone has repeated panic attacks, it's possible that they may have panic disorder again I advise you to speak to a mental health professional if you are experiencing those kinds of symptoms right there's also social anxiety disorder or social phobia and this is when someone has an intense fear of being criticized embarrassed or humiliated and this fear can happen even in everyday situations such as eating in front of others or talking to people now village Now that we've talked about a few types of anxiety, you know, that one may experience, let's talk about how anxiety can make you feel. All right. Anxiety could cause excessive fear. It could cause you to feel restless and even tense, wound up and edgy. So those are some of the ways that, you know, you may be feeling if you're experiencing anxiety. Now, some of the things or thoughts that anxiety can cause is worrying, obsessive thinking and catastrophic thinking like, oh my God, the world is going to end. With every situation, the world is gonna end. It's always the worst case scenario, catastrophic thinking, right? Now, although I'm talking about mental health conditions, there may also be some physical symptoms as we've mentioned a few moments ago that are also present, all right? So again, with the panic attacks, There's hot and cold flashes, there's racing hearts, okay, tightening of the chest, quick breathing or shortness of breath, difficulty sleeping, headaches, right? So those are some of the physical symptoms that may be present when you're experiencing anxiety, Now, beautiful people, there's so much more to learn, of course, about anxiety. And that's why it's important for you to do the research so that you can have a better understanding of what it is that you're dealing with. And if it is someone that you know that's living with anxiety, learn all that you can so that you can give effective support. All right. Now, one of the things that I can share with you is the type of anxiety that I deal with is called agoraphobia. All right. And agoraphobia, you know, it really talks about fear of open spaces, but You may have trouble being on public transportation or standing in line with lots of people around, being in crowded areas, things like that. I have experienced agoraphobia for many years throughout my life, and I've had the most severe case of it um, within the last five years uh, where I really did not associate or socialize with anyone outside of the home. All right. So it can be something that can become very severe. Any types of the anxiety, you know, types of anxieties that I've described, they can become severe. And so it is important for us to pay attention, you know, when we are experiencing them so that we can seek the support that we need. Now, fortunately, I did work my way through uh, my anxiety And there are certain things that I do to take care of myself on a daily basis with regard to it. And so it is about managing it on your own, learning yourself, right? What works for you, what doesn't work, because not everything is cookie cut. But it is always good. It's always good to have a mental health professional as backup. So you have someone to talk to about these things that you're experiencing and um, to work with them to find what the best Solution is for you, all right? Now, it can be challenging and frustrating to live with an anxiety disorder. It has been for me. It's been life-disrupting, right? The constant worry and fear, it can make you feel tired and scared. Now, if you've talked to a doctor about your symptoms, then, again, that's the first step, right, of letting go of the worry. And it can take some time to find the right treatment. So I want to make sure you guys understand that as well. It might take some time to find what works best for you. But if you have one more than one anxiety disorder, then you might need several kinds of treatment. So again, that's something to talk with about with, you know, talk about it with a mental health professional. Now, for most people with anxiety disorders, a combination of medicine and counseling is best. With proper care and treatment, you can learn how to manage your symptoms and thrive. OK, you can still be a contributing member of society. You can still have the life that you want to have, the relationships that you want to have that are important to you. All of that can be true. All right. Recovery is possible. I'm an example, of beautiful people. Here's to brighter days. That was Complicated by Avril Levine. and it's from her debut album, Let Go, released in 2002. Now, according to Levine, the song is about being honest with oneself rather than, as she says, quote unquote, putting on a face. What the world would be like if more people did that, huh? Now, Complicated received positive reviews from music critics who praised the song as infectious pop rock. Complicated peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100, ultimately selling over a million copies in the U.S. The song also spent a consecutive 16 weeks at number one on the Billboard Adult Top 40 chart. And it was followed by You're So Vain by Carly Simon, right? Now, this was a song that Simon identified with the most, she says. Now, in 1973, it reached number one in the U.S., Canada, Australia and New Zealand. And it was ranked 72 in Billboard magazine's 50th anniversary all time chart. Your Sylvain was voted number 216 in the songs of the century, honey. And in August of 2014, the U.K.'s official charts company crowned it the ultimate song of the 1970s. That's quite an honor. Okay, Village, it's time for this week's inspirational story. The name of this story is called A Bowl of Noodles from a Stranger. A Bowl of Noodles from a Stranger. Here's the story. One night, Sue quarreled with her mother, and then she stormed out of the house. While en route, she remembered that she didn't have any money in her pocket and she didn't even have enough money to make a phone call home. At the same time, she went through um, a noodle shop picking up sweet fragrances of some sweet, good taste and smelling. I don't know. She just was hungry. So it was probably even exaggerated. (laughs) But she realized that smelling all that aroma, she felt very, very hungry. Right and she wished that she could have a bowl of noodles. But again, she had no money. So the owner saw her standing there at the counter and asked, would you like a bowl? But she replied shyly that she didn't have any money. But the owner said it was okay, and that they would treat her. They invited her in and said that they would make her a bowl. A few minutes later, they brought this steaming bowl of noodles. Sue ate some of it and began to cry. The owner asked what was wrong, and Sue stated that there was nothing wrong. She was just so touched by their kindness. She went on to say that a stranger gave her a bowl of noodles and that her own mother, after their argument, chased her out of the house. She, in fact, was cruel. The owner sighed upon hearing that and went on to say, Listen here, young lady. Why do you think that? I think you need to think again. I only gave you a bowl of noodles and you felt that way. Your mother had raised you since you were little. Why were you not grateful to her for doing that and for disobeying her? Like, why would you do that? Sue was really surprised after hearing that from the stranger. Why did I not think of that? Why didn't I think of that? It always takes somebody to tell us something from the outside, doesn't it? (laughs) A bowl of noodles from a stranger made me feel indebted. And yet my mother has raised me since I was little, and I have never felt indebted to her, not even a little. On the way home, Sue thought in her head what she would say to her mother when she arrived home. Mom, she says, I'm sorry. I know it was my fault. Please forgive me. Once up the steps, she saw her mother worried and tired of looking for her everywhere. Now, upon seeing Sue, her mother gently said, Sue, come inside, honey. You're probably very hungry. I cooked rice and prepared your meal already. Come eat while it's still hot. Unable to control her feelings any longer, Sue broke down in tears and cried in her mother's arms. Now, Village, what's the moral of this story? Well, in life, it is sometimes very easy for us to appreciate the small, kind acts of some people that we meet. But when it comes to our parents and to those who really care about us, we look at their sacrifices as something that's natural. Like it's just supposed to be that way, right? Parental love and concern, in particular, are the most precious gifts that we can have. It's something that we've been given since birth. And parents do not expect us to pay them back for nurturing us. But have we ever really taken the time to appreciate or to treasure the unconditional sacrifices that our parents have made? If we haven't, then there's no time like the present to begin.
4: Second hand done wine is your...
2: That was Welsh singer Bonnie Tyler with Holding Out for a Hero. Me too, Bonnie. I'm also holding out for a hero. (laughs) Now, this song was on the soundtrack to the 1984 film Footloose. Y'all remember Footloose with Kevin Bacon? That is one of my old school classic favorites, right? Now, it was later featured on her sixth studio album, Secret Dreams and Forbidden Fire, which was released in 1996. And it was followed by Time After Time by Cyndi Lauper which is one of my favorite songs of all time. She co-wrote the song with Rob Hyman, who also provided background vocals. The song became Lopper's first number one hit in the U.S., and the song was written in the album's final stages after Girls Just Want to Have Fun, Shebop, and All Through the Night. All right, now, I love those songs too, Village. The song became Lopper's first number one hit again in the U.S., and the song was written after she wrote all of those songs. So if you've heard that album, all right, then you have all those gems besides Time After Time to listen to. She is quite talented. And I also love her her version of True Colors. You know, just, just you know, just... Well, kings and queens, it looks like we've come to the end of another show. I do hope that the information provided will be of help to you. Now remember, it's always a good idea to do your own research, no matter what the topic is, especially if your life is involved. It has been both a pleasure and an honor to be here with you in the village, and it always is each and every week. Thank you so much for tuning in this week, and I look forward to being with you all again here in the village every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please be sure to follow Village Mentality on Instagram at village ckm, as in Mary and on Facebook at village mentality the podcast. You can also catch all episodes of Village Mentality on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, and again, the links are available on Instagram at village ckm as in Mary and Facebook at Village Mentality, the podcast. You can also catch episodes at theawakenedloungecom backslash village hyphen mentality. And just remember that God has got me and he's got you too. Be blessed, beautiful people. And here's to Brighter Days.
0: energy so stale in the air everybody's running scared we used to be
1: so carefree used to be so happy used to have everything we need